Hello everyone, Alan Mishra here from Vitality Explorers. Please sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for free scientific information about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. So we're going to start off this episode of the Vitality Explorer News Podcast with a quote. Here we go. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you're the pilot. That's from Michael Altshuler again. The bad news is time flies. The good news is you are the pilot. So during this episode of the Vitality Explorer News Podcast, we're going to talk about why we never know when the shovel next to the grave will be for us. We're going to talk about why coffee is for closers and cardiac disease. And we're going to finish with a sort of a shallow dive into cellular reprogramming. This is some cutting-edge anti-aging science. Please share this uh, podcast with your friends and family to enhance their vitality. And you can also subscribe to Vitality Explorer News on Substack uh, and or leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you are enjoying what you are listening to and learning. All right, so we're going to start off with this idea of a shovel next to the grave. And part of this I'm going to read. This is something I wrote last summer after traveling back uh, for a family funeral. So part of it will be, again, me just reading it. Part of it will be sort of me ad-libbing about what I wrote. So here we go. You never know when the shovel will be for you. Last summer, I went to a funeral after an unexpected death in the family. It was terrible and also awesome for the entire weekend. It was terrible because there was a loss of a special life that made this world a better place. A life dedicated to the love and support of those in need. But it was also awesome because I connected with a large portion of my family I hadn't seen in a long time and many old friends. I had to take a long plane flight from San Francisco to Detroit and a bus ride and an Uber because there were no cars available to rent. Now on that flight from SFO to Detroit, um, my brain was just occupied with petty thoughts of what was wrong in my life. And the flight back was filled with joy of what is right in my life. I had traveled to support and love my family during that difficult time. I've unfortunately been to many funerals. My first funeral was my mom's when I was just nine. And my last will be my own. So I got to the, the gravesite a little late because of the extensive travel and difficulty trying to get to the airport. And when I got there... There was this shovel with a blue handle leaning up against a large oak tree about five, maybe eight feet away from a fresh gravesite. And that shovel leaning against the tree assaulted me. It screamed at me to forgive more and complain less. It asked me why I didn't think more of others and less of myself. It begged me to understand. You do not know when I am coming for you. Or when I will be coming for one of your loved ones. We simply cannot know the future. We can, however, seek to be the best version of ourselves while we wait for our time. We can strive each day to help out those in need. We can strive to find and execute on our peak purpose. We can strive to solve the difficult problems facing our communities, our countries, and the world. But my suggestion is that we do not wait until tomorrow. Do not wait until the shovel is for you. Begin today to be a better version of yourself than yesterday. 
So that's something I wrote last summer and I rewrote it on the Substack site uh, this weekend. And I share that with you just because we know that our time is limited. We don't want to think about our funeral or think about when the shovel will be for us. But while we're waiting for that time, which again, we don't know when it will be, we, we, can, be a be we can, can seek to be a better version of ourselves. So that's the heavy part of, of, of the Vitality Explorer news. We're going to shift to the lighter portion of this and ask this question. Is it possible a beverage so many people love is actually good for you? And let me, let me uh, explain to you. I think the case for coffee, which I love, and many other people do, continues to grow, especially in the context of cardiovascular disease. So let's go over the study. Um, I think people who listen to Vitality Explorer News or read about it on Substack realize that I do my absolute best to back up any claim with peer-reviewed published data. So check this out. Consuming two or three cups of coffee per day was associated with lower heart disease risk in a study of over 380,000 people. The stu study was also conducted over 10 years with an average age of 57 years old and 52% of the people in the study were women. Okay, a bit of stats here to understand the numbers that are again up on the Substack Vitality Explorer news site. A hazard ratio is the estimate of the ratio of the hazard rate in the treated versus the control group. So a lower, lower number means less risk. So, the, it, so what they found is there was re reduced risk for cardiovascular outcomes in people who are drinking two or three cups of coffee daily, all right? The lead author, Dr. Peter Kisler, concluded, quote, regular coffee intake, particularly at two to three cups per day, was associated with significant reductions in incident arrhythmia, cardiovascular disease, congestive heart failure, stroke, and mortality, and improved survival in those with prevalent cardiovascular disease. So that was sort of a lot of stuff associated with cardiovascular disease. And then he concludes this by saying, quote, daily coffee intake should not be discouraged, but rather considered part of a healthy diet. Daily coffee intake should not be discouraged, but rather considered part of a healthy diet. So this is a large study, 380,000 people over 10 years, and powerful evidence in favor of drinking something many people like, coffee. So drink up and remember, coffee is not just for closers, but also for cardiac conditions. All right, we're going to finish this week's Vitality Explorer news with some crazy interesting research. All right, now this is pretty dense science, but stick with me and I'll try to explain it. And I'm just still in the process of trying to fully understand it. So if I make any mistakes in what I'm about to present to you, please post your comments on the Substack site and I will do my best to correct it. But there's this concept of cellular reprogramming. And that's, that's like taking your old cells and trying to make them young again. And so I, what I ask here is who, who doesn't want to be younger? Maybe some 16 year olds don't want to be younger or 24 year olds don't want to be younger. But who also would be against reversing the aging process? And here's, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a, a, what I call a, um, a dive into the shallow end of the, this science. It's not really science fiction. Some people think it is science fiction. It's really hardcore science that's moving at light speed, but we have to have a little bit of history to understand it. And the story begins with Dr. Shinai Yamanaka, a Japanese researcher who uh, figured out how to use just a few genes to reprogram mature cells, like adult cells, into something like a stem cell. 
So this is, you know, science fiction here. You cook, cook some cells with a variety of different genes, actually four specific genes. And he, he was able to turn it into something called an in, um, induced pluripotential cell, something close to a stem cell. And he, he along with Sir John Gordon, G-U-R-D-O-N, uh, received the Nobel Prize for this work in 2006. Now, part of the problem with that is like trying to figure out exactly how far back you go with reprogramming these cells into stem-like cells and are there risks of other things such as cancer. But this research has shown that iPS cells or induced pluripotential cells um, can give rise to a variety of different cell types. And the discovery led to scientists around the world looking into using this type of technique for a variety of different things. Now, what, what is fascinating is this led to techniques to try to reverse the age of cells. Okay, a little bit more science here, and then we're going to get to the conclusion. But a cell's age, age can be measured, or right now is being measured, by the amount of methylation around the DNA. And methylation is the addition of a methyl group, which is one carbon and three hydrogen. So this is a little tiny, tiny bit of organic chemistry to the outside of the DNA. So methylation is the addition of a methyl group to the outside of the DNA. And these methyl, methyl groups actually can change the activity, either up or down regulating um, the DNA without changing, changing its underlying genetic sequence. Okay, that's pretty, pretty dense stuff. If you want to read about it, uh, look, about, look up something called epigenetics. EPI genetics, epigenetics. And that's the study of the molecules on the outside of the DNA double helix and how these molecules affect DNA function. So epi just means like sort of on top of epigenetics, on top of the DNA. And epigenetic clocks are, are mainly based on DNA methylation status. So the methyl groups on the outside of the DNA. And they have been developed and are predictive of the aging process. These clocks are presently being used by a variety of stakeholders in the longevity and anti-aging movements to evaluate possible interventions and lifestyle choices to reverse that process of aging. All right, so now that we have that background, and again, this is important, and you can rewind that and listen to that again or read, read more about epigenetics and reprogramming of cells uh, uh, almost anywhere on, or on a YouTube video. But let's now take a deeper dive into cellular reprogramming as a, and an exciting new study. And so what they did is skin cells were used in this fascinating experience to show how transient reprogramming can reverse their age. So they use that same sort of data, same sort of factors that uh, Yamanaka did. They're called Yamanaka factors, and they cultured them with mature skin cells of older people for a short period of time. And this novel process, re quote, rejuvenates multiple molecular hallmarks of aging robustly and substantially, including the transcriptome, epigenome, functional protein expression, and cellular migration speed. It also, quote, produced youthful levels of collagen proteins. So what that, what that meant is it's fascinating. They, they, they really did this. This is, the, this is sort of the punchline of the entire study. Uh, and again, you can find the details of this and the figures associated with it and the references on the Vitality Explorer News Substack site. But here's what they found. Quote, notably, within 13 days of transient reprogramming, we observed a substantial reduction in the median DNA methylation age by approximately 30 years. So you could turn back the clock of these cells 
in just 13 days by 30 years. So that's sort of, sort of like a time machine, right? 13 days equals 30 years back in time. And reprogramming decreased the age of the cells in the old, uh, old cell group uh, compared to the young cell group. And, and quote, overall, our results demonstrate that substantial rejuvenation is possible. Okay, let's pause for a second. This is pretty complicated, but intriguing science. And I think it's someday, someday, not right now, we could culture our own cells using some of these techniques and then inject them back into our bodies uh, and sort of reprogram them to be significantly younger. And application of this science after probably many, many years, maybe even a decade or so, uh, of appropriate large randomized clinical trials could produce a staggering shift in the concept of aging. It may be at some point possible, not just to slow down the aging process, but to implant our own cells that are functionally 30 years younger. This could lead to radically different treatments for heart disease, arthritis, and possibly even dementia. Okay, you can tell I'm pretty excited about this. I'm way over my skis in understanding it, uh, and I've, I've read as much as I can over the last couple of weeks about cellular reprogramming. I know a little bit about cell culture. I've published uh, several papers on it with regard to orthopedic issues and concerns. Um, but I would love to hear what people say about this. Um, I think this is an interesting area of research, uh, and I think it eventually could lead to enhance our vitality. So once again, you've been listening to Vitality Explorer News. My name is Alan Mishra. You can sign up at vitalityexplorers.com for free scientific information about how to enhance your physical, mental, social, and spiritual well-being. Um, please uh, visit uh, the Substack site, Vitality Explorer News on Substack, for all the references and to post comments. And until next time, dare to be vital.